Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. Today, I'm so excited to invite one of my clients, Jill, onto the podcast. Jill is a life and business coach, and she specifically helps people overcome imposter syndrome so that they can achieve their goals. Today, I'm so excited to invite my friend and client Jill onto the podcast because she shares her experiences on how she came from someone who didn't really know what she was doing with her finances and having to rely on other people to make financial decisions for her to becoming a person and a CEO who is confident to make financial decisions for herself and for her future. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my client, Jill. So hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, I'm really excited to have Jill over here. Jill is a past client of the Plant Your Money program, and she's going to share about her experiences. So welcome, Jill. Thank you. So before we get started, do you mind just telling us a little bit more about yourself, like what you do? Yeah. So I am a life coach for entrepreneurs and I help them overcome imposter syndrome. So I worked a government job for about six and a half years. And about halfway through that, I found life coaching and I was like, "Ooh, I really like this. So I started my own business. Um, And then in May of this year, in 2021, I decided to leave that job, that government job and take my business full-time. So now I am a full-time coach and it's awesome. I love it. Great. So when did you officially start your business? I'm, I'm curious. It was in January of 2018. So it was specifically like January 19th, 2018 is when like I, I announced it on Instagram mm-hmm. to my, like, I think it was like maybe two people, like, it was like <laughs> nobody. I was like, I have a business now. And it's hilarious because I like, spent so much time on like a website and doing all these things. And I'm like, I can't launch until this is done. And of course we know, like, you just have to like take the action and keep going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Part of the imposter syndrome. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So why don't you tell us about where you were before the program? So I think we first started working, I think, it was around June or July. I think it was July of 2021. So tell us about where you were in terms of your personal finances before the pro- before working with me. Yeah, so the reason why I joined is because I really wanted to feel more secure with my money. Um, and I wanted to feel like I was making the right decision. So when I came to you, I was unsure about how I should move forward because I had a lot of school debt and I also had this really 
booming business. And I was like, okay, now I have to figure out like, should I be investing? Because you know, like you hear everybody talk about you should be investing and you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And all of the options just had me really confused about what I needed to do for me. So when I saw that you were Canadian and you were gonna be a CPA and all these things, I was like, ooh, maybe I should work with him and he can help me like really get clear on a plan for me that actually works for me instead of just what everybody thought I should be doing. So. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of like, I was unsure of what I should be doing and how I should be doing it. And that's why I came to you. Right. And and that's a really common problem. And specifically for people who have businesses as well, because like, you know, people with nine to five jobs, they struggle with like managing their finances, but it's like a lot more simpler because it's like, you just have this steady income and then you have your expenses and that's it. But then when it's a, when you have a business, it's like, you have this little business baby and you have to take care of yourself. And now you're like juggling um, two different things. Yes, and like I find too that that was also super hard because I was stuck in in action because I felt like it was really complicated. Like it was complicated to manage what was coming in because it wasn't that typical every two weeks you get paid and this is where it goes and it's extremely stagnant with me it was like the income goes up and it goes down and I was just so confused with everything that I felt kind of stupid too so I was like I need to feel like more confident in how I'm doing this because if I'm going to grow this into like a multi-million dollar business like i need to act as the ceo of that business Mm -hmm. and that ceo is like good at managing money and knows where her finances are as well exactly yeah precisely so you said that you were really confused about what to specifically do in in your personal finances because people are telling you what to do and all of these things like can you tell us specifically about like what you were confused about or you weren't sure about so i was confused about investing and setting myself up for like retirement you know like especially because i was living these two lives where i did have the full-time job and i had the business so i had a lot of talk around like the pension and the retirement fund and the benefits and how i was going to support myself when i was older um and then i also heard a lot of talk about like investing and how you should be investing and where you should be putting your money and you should have nothing in your checking account because it should Mm -hmm. be all be invested in all this stuff so i was just like okay but i also have all this debt like it doesn't feel right putting a bunch into investments when i also have this debt that it it feels like it's holding me back so there was just a lot of buckets and i didn't know where to put the attention at because you know depending on who you have a conversation with like you can have a conversation like a conversation with like your parents and they're going to be talking about investing and retirement, or you're going to be talking about, or you're going to be talking to someone else and they're talking about how you should be paying down all your debt first and all of these things. So it's just very confusing when you don't have that 
professional opinion because people are always just trying to tell you what worked best for them instead of what's mm-hmm. going to work for you. Yeah, and that's the tricky part, right? Because you get all of these different perspectives, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, but like, what should I do for me for my specific situation? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, from working together, what sort of things did you learn, and how did that help to solve this problem of actually knowing what to do with your finances, specifically for your situation? Well, you know that about three sessions, like in. I was like, you're a good coach. Like you're a really good coach because a ton of it was around like identity and shame around how I had managed my money in the past that it was really stopping me from seeing that I can make confident decisions with my money. And I think we just were able to get really clear on like the things that were holding me back and um, how I truly wanted to move forward, especially because I was like, I want to buy a house and do all these things in the beginning. And then I was kind of like, I don't want to buy a house right now. But there's a lot that comes with that. It's like the age I'm at and like how it's supposed to be like the next step and all of those things. So I got really clear on like what I actually want to do. And then you also helped me really identify the next steps instead of thinking like 30 steps ahead. Like, yes, I need to think about retirement for sure. But like right now, I need to think about like what's happening within the next couple of years. And all of that will eventually come into place. But I need to take care of me now, like here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of things that we worked on. There was like the strategy side of things as well as the mindset side of things. And in terms of like the mindset, in terms of like what we mean about identity, it's like when you think that you are, you know, bad at managing money and that you're not good at numbers, then that is going to reflect in your financial results as well. So do you mind telling us specifically about like what sort of like limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts did you have about yourself and how did that reflect in your financial results? Yeah. So like specifically, I remember when I was in my like first year of university and I had gotten all these scholarships and all these bursaries and I went to the mall because I was like, Oh my God, I'm 18. I have all this (laughs) extra money. I'm going to spend all this extra money. So I had a belief that I was bad at managing money because when I get big chunks of it, I don't use it in a smart way. So I had this identity of um, I'm not good at managing money. And you really helped me like redefine that and like help me see how I actually have made really good good decisions and that I can continue to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that reflect in your current financial situations? Like when you believe that you are actually good at managing money, how how does that change things? I think it really changes the way that I see me growing the business and me selling in the future in terms of being like, I can handle it. I can manage it. Like, I don't have to be afraid about growing this into a super big business. I don't have to be afraid about asking questions and like really 
reaching out for help because I know that I can make an empowered decision no matter what somebody tells me. Like, I mean, I used to think like I have to listen to what my dad says whenever mm -hmm. he hears that I make like 20 <laughs> or something. He's like, you should do this with it. And I used to be like, okay, because I didn't trust what I could do. But now it's like, no, I'm in charge of this and I can choose how to use it. That That's amazing. And I think that goes back to like your your initial problem of like not being confident in making financial decisions for yourself. It all come, came from this place of like, I'm not good at managing money and I have to listen to someone who is quote unquote smarter than me. Right. But in reality, you are the best person who knows how to make the best decision for yourself. Exactly. And now you actually have those skills to do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we also did a lot of like also like a lot of heavy strategy stuff on like looking at the numbers. So tell us about what were some of the, I guess, like problems from a strategy standpoint in terms of uh, what you struggled with your personal finances, as well as we did cover some sort of things within your business as well. Yeah, so for me, it was that because I have a fluctuating income, I never wanted to actually look at how I was spending the money and like it coming in and out because it was always fluctuating so i never thought that it would be beneficial for me to have like a spreadsheet and stuff like that because it was always different and it was always fluctuating but when we created that um the cash flow spreadsheet in terms of the stuff coming in and all the percentages and all that stuff i was like okay like the, this is actually quite manageable and I can change it how things happen in terms of that fluctuating uh, income there. So I think before like I had spent a lot of time like not looking at my money and being afraid to look at it and like really um, just allowing it to come in but then not actually just like sitting with it, I would spend it immediately or what have you. And um, I really feel like the strategies that we did help me organize that way better and to a point where I'm not afraid now to like look at those numbers and look what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of your, I guess like from a strategy standpoint, one of the biggest or biggest obstacles that you face was just cash flow you would have these like $20,000 months of like of lots of money coming in. And then you would have other months that are like, maybe not $20,000, maybe they're 5,000 or 10,000. Mm -hmm. And that fluctuation caused like a cash flow issue because you would be spending a certain amount of money. And right. then if some months would be in negative cash flow, some months would be positive cash flow. Right. And by just taking a look closely at the numbers, how much money, how much actual money is coming in, how much actual money's coming out and then making sure that it's positive every month, then that improves your personal finance, that improves your business finances as well as your personal finances. Yeah, for sure. What were some of the main key takeaways that you had from, from working with me? So in terms of the main takeaways, I would say that it's definitely better to look at your money and have a very intimate relationship with it. Um, I would also say too that like it is a relationship so it's something that is changing and growing and something that 
can change and grow with you if, if you choose for that to happen. Um, that I can be empowered when it comes to making decisions around it. And I don't have to feel well, like I don't know what I'm talking about or I don't know what I'm doing. What else? Um, I also dropped a lot of shame around like how I used to spend money and how I was. And it really helped me like practice self-acceptance with it no matter what. Um, and that is huge. As a life coach, I was like, wow, he's actually coaching me a lot around like identity <laughs> and shame and all that stuff. So that was definitely something that I wasn't expecting, but it was like one of the biggest uh, things for me was dropping that shame. So yeah, mm. it was amazing. Let's let's talk about that shame if you don't mind sharing about it. Like, yeah, wh sure. Why do you think that you felt the shame? Yeah, why do you think you felt that shame when you spent money in the first place? Because a lot of people struggle with this. I think that what happens is that we have such like st like staunch opinions around money that we think that it means a lot about us when we have a certain situation with money. So if we are somebody who is like an impulse spender and all that stuff and i just recently was diagnosed with adhd so i actually realized oh the impulse of spending in the past it wasn't entirely like me it was also something that i was struggling with that i had no idea about but um in terms of the shame it's that like it's because we attribute how we manage our money or how much we have to our worth. And I think that is something that shows up a lot for like your clients and for the clients who I also work with as well is that we just make it mean something about ourselves. So when there's uninvestigated shame, it can usually feel like not wanting to look at your money or being embarrassed about it or mm -hmm. being embarrassed about your past decisions and then really like I was sometimes really nervous when we were on the phone because I'm like oh my god he's gonna think that I'm like <laughs> the worst person ever because I didn't do this or I didn't do that so I think that that's a real reality when you start working with somebody is knowing that they're they probably have some shame around how they used to manage their money or or how they currently do and that your um your financial type of situation doesn't actually mean anything about you or where you're going and i think that's something that you really help me see is that like it doesn't matter what's happened in the past like you can always move forward in a different way mm -hmm. awesome so Jill, what advice would you give to someone who was in your shoes before the program? Like someone who was didn't want to look at their finances, had a lot of shame and guilt, um, was uh, not confident about their financial decisions. What sort of advice would you give to them? Well, I would say to work with you and <laughs> to, to realize that like you aren't the only person who feels this way um and it's not going to get better by you constantly like isolating yourself in that shame and it's really important for you to know that you can easily get help for those things and there's 
nothing wrong with you if you want help for those things. I think sometimes when people see like coaching, like, oh, I don't need coaching for that, but it's so helpful and it really holds you accountable as well to have somebody who can just give you direction in a very objective way. Because again, usually we learn our patterns and how we should do things by like parents or family or friends. And sometimes we need an objective third party to really help us figure out like how we want to use it moving forward instead of whatever one else thinks we should be doing. So I would say that as much like as guilty or as ashamed as you could feel, there is a way for you to feel better um, and hiring a coach will for sure help you feel more on track and more accountable to doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think you're really a good example of someone who, you know, struggled with money or had a lot of shame and guilt about with their money. And you are a good example of how you actually can overcome that. And it is possible to spend guilt-free, freely, like be able to go on vacations without feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do this or I can't afford this. But, and that really just helps to elevate and enhance your quality of life as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much, Jill, for having this conversation with me. And uh, thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you. That's awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with my client, Jill. I hope you take away that it's so important to not just focus on the strategy side of things when it comes to money, but also your mindset. And I also want you to know that it is 100% possible for you. Just like Jill, she thought that managing money was difficult and complicated, but it does not have to be that way. Managing your money can be something that is easy and fun and something that lets you create the life that you truly want for yourself. So if you're someone who wants to learn how to effectively use your money so that you can create the life of your dreams, then you got to join the Plant Your Money program. It's my one-on-one coaching program where I teach you how to have mastery over your money and start making money in your sleep. To apply to work with me, you can shoot me a DM on my Instagram at Michael Lee Kim, or you can book a call with me using the link in the show notes. That's it for today, guys, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.